This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced in the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. There's been a lapse in new episodes for this podcast the past couple of weeks because I found myself sick with a head cold, not COVID, fortunately, and my voice just was not up for recording, still not totally back to normal. But I wanted to jump back in with some recipes that my family has been enjoying the past week. They've been real comfort foods that have helped us feel better throughout this illness. Of course, my entire household came down with it, my partner, my two kids, and I definitely wasn't really in the greatest shape to make a trip to the grocery store, but I definitely was in the best shape of anyone in the house last week. And so I made the trek for cold medicine, herbal tea, and some lemon juice that we like to drink in hot water when we've got sore throats and the sniffles. And that trip just happened to yield some reduced price organic chicken, which I typically always snap up if I'm not going to cook it that evening because it's reduced on account of its date. It's very close dated, at least at Food for Less, where I shop in Medford. So if I'm not going to cook it, I put it in the freezer for later. But it just so happened that I didn't have a meal plan that evening. And as soon as I saw that chicken, I knew that my older son in particular would feel a whole lot better if we had one of his favorite meals, crispy skin sheet pan chicken. And in fact, the chicken itself isn't ultra, ultra crisp in the way some people think of chicken skin. It's almost more candied because I use a rub that contains salt, spices, and brown sugar. So all that fat that renders off the chicken sort of amalgamates with the sugar and just makes this delicious kind of goo. I mean, some people would call that fond if it's in the bottom of a pan and you can deglaze it. This being on a sheet pan, it doesn't quite look the same, but it is great deglazed. And particularly when I roast vegetables on the same sheet pan, I can deglaze that fat and sugar from the chicken with vinegar to make a vinaigrette for the roasted vegetables. It's a great, quick, kind of hands-off technique for getting dinner on the table that I just use kind of season in and season out with whatever seasonal vegetables we happen to have. I did post a recipe to my blog that wasn't sheet pan chicken per se, but sort of played off of the same idea. This was a recipe that sort of combined a technique by Tribune News Service food writer Daniel Neiman with a more well-known method by famous chef Jacques Pépin, and it's for crispy skin chicken with pan sauce. Again, sort of in the same vein as my family sheet pan chicken, and I posted that recipe to my blog August 10th under the headline, Crispy Skin Chicken, Simply Delicious. I'll give that recipe, as well as a recipe for chicken thighs that has a much more decidedly Mediterranean flavor profile with some garlic cloves, some pitted olives, 
and thyme leaves. You can also roast some fennel bulb on the sheet pan to sort of increase that Mediterranean aesthetic. And it also has a lot of lemons. It is roasted on a sheet pan and it's called simply Sheet Pan Supper. It's from my blog archives at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. It was posted January 17th, 2018 under the headline Sheet Pan Supper Updates Sunday Roast Leftovers. And this recipe was originally published by the Chicago Tribune. I'll give that one as well in this podcast. First, the recipe for crispy skin chicken with pan sauce. It calls for four small chicken thighs or two large thighs, salt and pepper to taste, a half cup dry white wine, and a half cup chicken broth. If you don't want to use white wine, you can simply double the amount of chicken broth to a cup. There's three sprigs basil, thyme, or tarragon, or two sprigs rosemary that you can choose from, whichever of those herbs you prefer, or a combination. I have a lot of herbs in my herb pots outside this time of year, so I like to mix and match. And finally, a half tablespoon butter. With a sharp knife, cut fairly deeply along both sides of the bones on the backs of those four small chicken thighs or two large thighs. Season the chicken with salt and pepper to taste and place it skin side down, and this is the unconventional part of this recipe, on an unheated cast iron skillet. Daniel Neiman comments that Jacques Pépin, who is known for classical French technique, breaks the rules of classic cooking that say to always add meats to a heated pan. And the reason why the pan is unheated, you turn the pan on once the chicken is in the pan, skin side down, is because it slowly renders the fat rather than searing. The point of the recipe is not to start off by searing, slowly render the fat, cover the pan, and let the steam finish the chicken. And we'll detail all that right now. So place the skillet on the stove, the chicken's in it, skin side down, turn the heat to medium high. Cook for a few minutes until you see rendered fat emerge from under the meat, and then cover the pan and cook until the meat is done, which will take another 20 to 30 minutes. It depends on the size of the thighs. And of course, using an instant read thermometer, the temperature coming up to 165 degrees, which is the USDA safe temperature for chicken. This says cut into the meat. You could do that. It lets some of the juices escape. I use an instant read thermometer for my sheet pan chicken. Works great. Remove the chicken from the pan and keep it warm and then pour out the fat from the skillet. Place the skillet back over high heat and add that half cup of wine if you're using it, as well as the half cup broth and the three sprigs basil, thyme, or tarragon, or two sprigs of rosemary. Rosemary is a stronger flavor, that's why it calls for two instead of three. Again, if you don't wanna use wine, you use a full cup of chicken broth. With a wooden spoon, stir up all the brown bits on the bottom of the pan. That's the fond that we referred to. Simmer until the liquid's reduced by half or more, and this will take several minutes. Remove the pan from the heat and add the half tablespoon butter, swirling the butter around until it's melted and incorporated into the sauce. That furthers the emulsification, lends a nice sheen and a nice flavor to a pan sauce. To serve, place the chicken 
on a plate and spoon the sauce around it so the skin stays crispy when people start diving into their crispy skin chicken. And that makes two servings of crispy skin chicken with pan sauce. And that was a recipe posted in my blog August 10th under the headline, Crispy Skin Chicken, Simply Delicious. The recipe for sheet pan supper, again, similar concept. There are lots of people who've been doing recipes like this over the years, which as I mentioned in this particular blog post from January 17th, 2018, takes the concept of the Sunday roast and just makes it a little bit more sophisticated, brings in a little bit stronger flavor profiles and nicer textures on my palate at least. It caramelizes meat and vegetables instead of everything steaming in like a traditional roasting pan and, and having a larger piece of meat that needs steaming before it can get done all the way through and then maybe the vegetables aren't the texture that you want. So the sheet pan supper is just a continuation, a more modernized approach to roasting with vegetables. Again, this recipe did not recommend a specific vegetable, but I like to use fennel for this, fennel bulb. And you could choose other seasonally fresh vegetables. It would be delicious, I think, with cauliflower as well. I really love roasting cauliflower or Romanesco. Broccolini as well would be really nice. Sheet pan supper calls for two lemons, two tablespoons olive oil plus more for the pan, one cup pitted olives. These could be your choice, kalamata, niçoise, other types of brine cured olives, but you want them to be pitted. Eight garlic cloves peeled and left whole, two teaspoons fresh thyme leaves or two sprigs fresh thyme, six chicken thighs, it's about three pounds, bone in, skin on, two teaspoons kosher salt, and one teaspoon freshly ground black pepper. To make sheet pan supper, slice the points off the lemons and then cut the lemons into one third inch thick slices. Quarter each slice, toss those lemon slices with one tablespoon of the olive oil, the one cup pitted olives, the eight garlic cloves that are peeled and left whole, and the two teaspoons fresh thyme leaves or the two sprigs fresh thyme. Lightly oil rimmed baking sheet, and then toss the chicken, those six chicken thighs, bone in, skin on, with the remaining tablespoon olive oil, plus salt and pepper to taste. Spread the chicken out, skin side down, onto the pan. Slide the pan into a 425 degree oven preheated and let the chicken roast for about 25 minutes. Scatter on that lemon olive garlic mixture onto the pan around the chicken and continue roasting until the chicken's skin is crispy brown and the flesh is tender and registers 165 degrees on an instant read thermometer. And that'll take about 20 minutes more. That makes about three servings of sheet pan supper posted to my blog January 17th, 2018 on the archives at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. The easiest way to find this post is to select from the archives menu on the right hand side of the page. There's a drop down button. You can select January 2018 page down to about the middle of the page for this entry from the 17th under the headline sheet pan supper update Sunday roast leftovers and find more comfort food recipes as well as seasonally fresh dishes on my blog, the whole dish at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle 
forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.